Welcome to the Educational Physics Podcast. I am your host, João Figueiredo. This podcast is all about education, pedagogy, mindset, and uh, really any other nonsense that I think about during the week. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Educational Physics Podcast. Today I want to talk about something that I've been thinking about for a little while now, which is how do we work inclusion into education? Uh, what kind of obstacles would we be facing? And how does human nature fit into all of this? So first and foremost, let me tell you what my take on inclusion is. I believe that everyone has the right to education, regardless of background, race, gender, religion, no exclusions, no exceptions. I believe that everyone has that right, and I believe that everyone has the duty as an educator uh, to provide their education without barriers of entrance. What does that mean? It means that no society should deprive their own citizens of an education, of access to knowledge, access to resources, and the ability to engage in, in free speech. Free speech is, in my opinion, opinion, the only way we will ever overcome doubt and self-questioning and the gaps in our knowledge that we all have. Science wouldn't work as science unless we were able to question things and try to dissect them uh, until we find better answers. Art wouldn't be art unless we were able to express it freely. As soon as we put barriers and obstacles in front of these things, we will encounter ourselves in a position of self-consciousness and we will be questioning, should I pursue this? Should I pursue that? No one should be exposed to that level of censorship. So inclusion becomes a very difficult thing to engage in because when you include someone who is not part of, say, a certain society, um, and countries are very um, well known for trying to do this rather unsuccessfully at times, but trying is always better than not trying anyway. The reality is that we have to deal with the fact that some communities struggle with integration. Now, the next question has to be, why is that? Is it because the country that is welcoming these communities is not uh, accepting the difference and is sort of imposing their own ways onto them? Or is it because the communities themselves don't want to adopt the ways of the countries. This is a bit of a chicken and the egg situation. So you could say, and you could argue, and I wouldn't really necessarily oppose to this argument, that if someone from a different country, for example, migrates into that country, the, the immigrant is responsible for adopting the ways of that country. I completely appreciate this argument. I'm a foreigner myself, and 
I believe that I've done um, everything I can to adopt the way Britain works. I've adopted the language. I've adopted certain... Um, you know, I've definitely adopted the law. The law of the land is, is my law now. I've adopted the way culturally people operate with each other. Uh, not that I understand everything, but, um, but I definitely respect it. And I never, never uh, impose my way of seeing things onto their culture. On the other hand, if we are talk talking about inclusion, should we not then think, okay, but how can we accept their way and not force our way? Now, this creates a bit of a paradox, right? Because you're coming into this community, but now the community needs to change itself also a little bit in order to adapt to your needs and, and ways of being. In education, this can be very problematic. Definitely very difficult to overcome, this balance between these two factors. On one hand, you'll have to think about how to teach curriculum in a way that actually educates, um, I guess, the masses is the best way to put it. There are lots of problems that come with it, but with access, with broad access comes dilution of, of certain aspects of education. And that's yet another issue that we all, all have to contend with as educators. But the reality is that we have to learn how to find the balance between adoption of uh, outside cultures and also knowing where to not lose our own principles and values within that adoption. So how do we calibrate the, that, that idea? Well, in my opinion, in education, it's all about focusing on history. If we concentrate on history and we really focus on broadening our sense of what history is, then inclusion becomes quite a, a, an interesting, almost symbiotic relationship between those who are including or, or accepting and those who want to be accepted. Oftentimes what we see in these sorts of uh, relationships of, uh, between different communities is that one of those or both don't really want the other to, um, or rather, one of those or both don't really want to be integrated. They don't like change. They don't want the, the struggle of adopting someone else's habits, cultures, languages, currencies, whatever. If we look at history, though, we will see that teaching, for example, British history, to a Portuguese citizen like myself, does not necessarily, if we keep an open mind, attack Portuguese history. Now, it, it's quite interesting because we will start to note that there will be overlap in our histories. And we will start to note that maybe in school we don't really talk about that side of the story. So welcome that into the conversation. Welcome that into the curriculum, so to speak. In pedagogy, this is a, the quickest way to overcome the problem of inclusion, is to welcome someone else's experiences and then see where the overlap is. 
It's not about I will include you, therefore exclude me. It's all about understanding where both can coexist as we do, as we have been. And the reality is that regardless of where you come from, our histories overlap. If not in terms of actual interaction between communities, they will overlap in terms of timeline. We were all alive at the same time at some point. Everyone who's alive right now is sharing history together. And that's the reality. Is that inclusion is all about finding the overlap. Inclusion is all about finding the commonalities. But also what separates us. And how is that... How is that something that I can use to help me understand myself even a little little better? Human nature, however, can be quite tribal. And we sometimes feel a bit lost in that need to protect our own identity. And we feel like someone else's story attacks our own. Someone else's take on things can be a threat to the way we see things. This can be quite obvious when it comes to conversations about religion, for example, where two people of two different religions um, would be would struggle to communicate their own version of quote unquote the truth. But the reality is that even those conversations can become historically interesting. And we ought to open our minds to the fact that people with different religions, for example, they, they share different backgrounds and they share different backstories and they share different genetics and they, they share so many differences that actually, in the end, we can meet in the middle. If not for anything, for the fact that We are all different. That acceptance is in itself inclusion. Allowing people to just be themselves without the need for um, all sorts of policies and politics around inclusion and acceptance from a standpoint of, um, I guess, even bureaucracy and paperwork. If we stop wasting time with that, Perhaps we'll have more time and more focus on understanding each other. If you're teaching someone who's from a different background as yours, and I will now personalize this a little bit, I have, I am very fortunate to have taught people from more than 20 different nationalities, at least. I've traveled quite a bit, and I've spoken and and directly interacted when it comes to education with children from many different backgrounds. And one thing that I learned is that we can all learn. We all want to be good at what we do. We all want to feel supported. We all crave discipline and guidance. And at the end of the day, we're all just here once. 
regardless of your belief system. I'm for now with the facts that I have available to me, I'm going to go with that, that we are only here once. And if that's true, then we ought to take the most out of this. This one experience, this one go we have at this. And not waste time trying to find division where we can find knowledge. Someone else who's got a different background, different story to mine, will have a level of perspective that I don't. So I only have two options if I want to fill that gap in my knowledge. Either I live that life that they've lived and gain that experience myself, or I learn from others through their stories and use my empathy to visualize what that reality could be. And hopefully even gain some perspective without having to go through the experience in itself. It's quite difficult to do this, though. It's quite difficult to resist the urge to disagree with someone who sees something so different or so differently. It's, it's very challenging. It, it, tack, it, it tackles and attacks your ego. And I'll tell you this. I, 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 I was speaking to someone early this morning, and this person was kind of, um, I guess, psychoanalyzing me a little bit because of my star sign. And it was quite difficult for me to not feel a bit frustrated because this is someone who didn't know me from anywhere as a person, as a human. And this person seemed to be very comfortable with identifying themselves as a star sign, which, fair enough, I don't do that. To be honest, I don't know anything about astrology. But I honestly don't believe, that's just my take on things, that the month you're born is, is not really um, a major personality factor. Some people believe that that's the case. And that's fair enough. What we need to be careful about is two things in this scenario. One, we need to be careful about not projecting what we believe works for ourselves onto others. That's number one. So in a nutshell, don't really provide unsolicited advice. <laughs> don't cast judgment on others based on how you judge yourself. We will do that. It's quite difficult not to do so. But try your hardest. For me, it would have been very easy to dismiss this person as completely silly. Like, what are you talking about? My star sign is cancer, therefore I'm like this and like that. It got to the extent that this person actually decided beforehand that we would be incompatible. Maybe so. Maybe that's true. But it's hard to tell when the only factor you're taking into consideration is the day you were born. To me, that doesn't make much sense. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my whole life, everyone with whom I've felt incompatibility, it was all down to the month we were born in. Who knows? Maybe I just didn't take that factor into account. And that bias is a very, very real thing, right? 
And this is something that we need to be very careful when we are including other people. We're trying to adopt their ways. Is, okay, but where's my bias? Where's my cognitive blindness? Because maybe this is a factor that I'm just not acknowledging. This way of seeing things is a way I should maybe, if not adopt, at least experiment with. Maybe let's look at that factor from now on. What star sign are you? Oh, okay, I'm starting to see patterns. I never get along with fill the blank. Is it still just a coincidence? Human nature is to look for patterns. We all know this. We will find patterns in symbology, numbers, icons, behaviors. Some of those patterns are very real. People do manifest patterns on a daily basis. And you can find them. The more people you talk to, the more you'll be able to identify those patterns in others. And yes, so you start to create a bit of a correlation. But should you always give up on the idea that causation doesn't mean correlation? Should we always give up on the idea that we should always experiment with the beginner's mindset? Or should we just start to become arrogant in the sense that I've seen this before, therefore it's going to happen again. That kind of premonition-based mindset can be very dangerous and you might just be developing a prejudice. And that takes us back to the idea of inclusion. We are expecting people to behave a certain way and when they don't, that kind of clashes with our way of seeing things. And we get frustrated or upset or stressed out or anxious. But that's prejudice. The reason why xenophobia or racism or homophobia, any of these phobias in relation to other human beings who behave or are different or identify differently or think differently, any of these phobias come down to one thing. It's insecurity, it's cognitive blindness, and it's not knowing how to manage your emotions in the face of difference, in the face of what you don't understand, in the face of you seeing in yourself or finding in yourself gaps of knowledge. So conversation and free speech, that's an essential tool for inclusion in, 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 in society, in pedagogy, in whichever scenarios. So let's talk more. Let's engage more. Inclusion is all about bringing history into the conversation, bringing different takes into the conversation, finding the overlap, finding the differences. Where were the gaps in your knowledge? That's all difference means. I don't understand this. If you have a funny reaction when it comes to gay people, you just don't understand it. Maybe go talk to, to someone who's gay. Get to know them. And you'll understand, actually, we're way, way more alike than what I thought. Those people simply just are attracted and enjoy spending time and fall in love and feel sexual attraction towards people of the same uh, gender. Great. Maybe some people have even more nuanced takes on sexuality. That's great. You don't have to become it to accept it. It's not going to change you for, for the worse to, you know, talk to someone you find 
difficulty in understanding. Free speech. Dialogue. Inclusion is all about understanding others from their perspectives. You don't have to change yourself. You don't have to feel excluded. Your way is still perfectly valid as long as you're not harming anyone. And so is everyone else's. So really, the only criteria for intolerance is violence, harmful behavior, prejudice. The only, the only thing that makes me feel uncomfortable is intolerance itself. So I'm intolerant towards intolerance, and I hate hate. I don't let that seep into other things in my life. It's not always possible. Sometimes it's as simple as, I don't like the way this person asks questions, and you kind of react funny to it. We all have a gut feeling about other people, and that's okay. You don't have to be friends with everyone. It's about respect. It's about acceptance of difference. It's not about inclusion at your expense. Just learn to listen. Learn to communicate your, your perspectives. And you will see that sooner than later, you will be able to just live your life in harmony and respect and let people do the same. In the meantime, take care. I'll see you guys next week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing, reviewing, or even sharing with your friends. All the support is welcome, and until then, take care.